You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. Well, the scriptures teach us that we get saved in this new covenant like this. By grace through faith alone. Say it again. By grace through faith alone. Meaning that God offers salvation as a free gift. Jesus paid for the whole thing. And we obtain the salvation by simply believing in Jesus Christ and what he paid for. Isn't that awesome, guys? A free gift is really an amazing thing to think about, isn't it? Have you ever been given a 100% free gift with no strings attached? How incredible and generous it is of the giver. A life-changing free gift is offered to you and I day after day in our broken-down lives full of failure, the free gift of life. Jesus paid for that free gift with his own life so that he could be with you for eternity and save you from a future of torment and separation from him. Today, Pastor Dion reminds us of that amazing reality that we have. Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of Acts chapter 15 as he begins his message, New and Better Covenant. Let's open our Bibles to Acts chapter 15. In the book of Acts, we are discovering the beginning of the early church. Jesus resurrected. He paid the price for our salvation. The gospel message is being preached. And Jesus intended it to go into all the world. And so the book of Acts that we're going through records just that. The gospel message going out into all the world. It's how it got to us. And that's why we can appreciate this book. Because it gives us a picture of how that gospel came to the Espanola Valley. Can you say amen? Father, in Jesus' name, we want to say thank you for meeting us here with your word and your spirit and your presence. I pray, Father, that as we open the scriptures and we look at church history, that, Lord, you'll just speak to our hearts, that you'll help us recognize that you have been, you have ordered the steps from the very beginning for the gospel message to get to us and for the gospel message to be fulfilled in our lives. So I pray, Father, that you would just speak through these passages and enlighten us and empower us and excite us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, listen. I don't want the Bible to be lost in translation to you. I don't want my preaching to be lost in translation. So here's what we're going to do. I want to start by defining some simple biblical terms. Okay, here's the first term. Everybody say it out loud. It's what? Jews. Jews are a people that God started a special relationship with Because of Abraham. You remember the story. Abraham believed God by faith. And God started a special relationship with him. Alright? Because of Abraham's faith, God gave them a covenant. And this man Abraham turned into a family. And a family turned into a nation. And God made a covenant. A special relationship 
with them, with the Jews, Abraham's descendants. God gave the Jews and only them. Everybody said out loud, who? And only them, God gave them His presence, His provisions, His protection, His promises, His principles. He gave them the principles of circumcision as a sign of relationship. He gave them a commandment which were the rules of relationship. God gave the Jews purpose and prophets and peace. The only thing God didn't give the Jews, the only thing they lacked, was eternal salvation. And it wasn't available yet. That's the only thing they lacked. So here's the next word that we should understand. Everybody say the word what? Gentile. So we know who the Jews are. But let's understand the word Gentile. In God's economy and in His eyes, everyone else that isn't a Jew is a Gentile. God called the non-Jews Gentiles. Say the word out loud again. What? Gentile. So see, God kept things simple when He classified people. There was male and female. There was free, those who were not slaves, and there were the bond who were slaves, and there were Jews and Gentiles. You get it? The classification is just very easy. Look at your neighbor and say, God makes things easy. Now, God was a stranger to the Gentiles. Alright? I mean, there were the Jews. He had a special relationship with them, a special covenant with them, and the only thing they didn't have was eternal salvation. The Gentiles was everyone else, and... They were, God was a stranger to the Gentiles. They lived outside of the knowledge of God and were hopelessly lost. In fact, here's a verse about Gentiles, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 11. It says, don't forget that you Gentiles used to be, everybody say the word, outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews. You lived in this world, everybody said out loud, without God and without hope. So we have Jews who had a special relationship with God, and then we have Gentiles who had none. But God in His love decided to make a new covenant. Say the word out loud or what? A new covenant. He had an old covenant with the Jews exclusively and alone. There were both Jews, but there was also Gentiles. And God had desire, had loved, He loved and desired to make a new covenant. A covenant based on love and not laws. A covenant would, that, that would include the Gentiles. And that's a good place for you to cheer right there, yeah? Yeah. God desired that. So God sent His Son Jesus to bring that new covenant to all of us. Here's the verses, they're very familiar to you, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be, everybody, saved through Him. That's really awesome, right? Well, that brings us to the next word. The word saved. Alright, we know Jews, we know Gentiles, 
We know God wanted to make a new covenant that would give the Jews what they didn't have, eternal life, and include the Gentiles in all the blessings, including eternal life. He wanted to save them. So this word saved, what does it mean? Well, the biblical definition of saved includes forgiveness, adoption, God's presence, God's promise, God's provision, God's protection, God's purpose, God's peace. Isn't that awesome, guys? Saved includes all of that. It also includes passage. It includes passage into God's kingdom for eternity, no questions asked. That is so awesome. Well, Jesus made this new covenant of salvation, this new covenant salvation, available on the cross. He paid for the whole enchilada, for everything I just said. He paid for it all. In fact, that's exactly what Jesus meant when He shouted from the cross, It is finished. Say it out loud, what? It is finished. He's saying, I paid for the whole thing. For your salvation, your adoption, your infilling of the Holy Spirit, for peace and provision and protection. I I paid for it all. The promises. Isn't that awesome, guys? I paid for it all. It is finished. Say it again. It is finished. We don't have to work for it or pay for it. He paid it in full. Which brings us to the question of how we get saved. Alright? So we know salvation is available, but now it brings us to the question, how we get saved. Well, the Scriptures teach us that we get saved in this new covenant like this. By grace through faith alone. Say it again. By grace through faith alone. Meaning that God offers salvation as a free gift. Jesus paid for the whole thing. And we obtain the salvation by simply believing in Jesus Christ and what He paid for. Isn't that awesome, guys? That's it. In fact, it is. In fact, here's Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. God saved you by His grace When you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. You guys got it? A gift from God. He paid for it. He offered it. And you get it by believing. Here's the next verse. Romans chapter 10 and verse 9. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your hearts that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Don't say anything about keeping the commandments or being circumcised or following dietary laws. You just believe in your heart and you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. Did you guys get it? It's pretty cool. To a lot of people, that sounds way too easy, right? But it is. 
It's so easy, even a caveman can do it. So listen, it was this very gospel. It was this very good news that Paul and Barnabas started sharing with the Gentiles during their missionary journey. This gospel was being preached to the Jews after Jesus' resurrection in Jerusalem. But Paul wanted to carry this gospel, or God wanted the gospel to be carried to the Gentiles. That very gospel that was free, paid for by Christ, and you don't have to do anything for it. All you have to do is believe, confess Christ as Savior. You will be, and everybody say the word, saved. So Paul did that. Paul carried the gospel, we know, from Antioch, that was a Gentile church that had begun. He carried the gospel from there all the way to Cyprus, then up to Galatia, and there were four churches that were started, Gentile churches that started up in Galatia as a result of Paul preaching this very message to all the Gentile people out there in Galatia. That's exciting. Four churches. Everybody, just that, 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 that's all. There was only one in Jerusalem, but now there's four in Galatia. It, it, it was great news, guys. It was, it was awesome. It was an awesome working of God. And when Paul and Barnabas, after their missionary journey, going to all that area of Galatia, that when they returned back home to their church, their home church in Antioch, well, guys, they started sharing all the things that God had done. They said it this way, God has opened a door to the Gentiles. And you know what the church did? Everyone celebrated God's amazing grace. Everyone celebrated God's amazing grace. Listen, church is a place to celebrate God's accomplishments. I'm going to say it again. Church is a place to celebrate God's accomplishments. He gave us His Son. He broke down the wall so that we could come in, we Gentiles could come into salvation. He tore the veil so that we could come and get close to God. He saves, He heals, He helps, He protects, He provides, He encourages, He strengthens. That is something to sing and shout about. We had to celebrate His accomplishments. So if you've been skipping praise and worship, you are cheating God of His honor, of His recognition, and of His credit. The book of Psalms is composed of 150 chapters that urge us to share our appreciation, our praise, our worship, our gratitude with God in the house of the Lord. In fact, it has 150 chapters that urge us to get emotional, to get loud, to get expressive about God. In fact, here's one particular verse. Psalm 98, verse 1. Read it with me. Sing a new song to the Lord, for He has done wonderful deeds. His right hand has won a mighty victory. His holy arm has shown His saving power. The Lord has announced His victory. He has revealed His righteousness to every nation. 
Shout to the Lord, all the earth. Break out in praise and sing for joy. So the church is a place to celebrate God's accomplishments. That's exactly what was going on there in Antioch as Paul and Barnabas returned back there to their home church and told them that God had opened a door to the Gentiles. The people were fired up. They were rocking in praise and worship. And the passages we're going to read, they don't tell us, but the praise from the church in Antioch reached all the way to Jerusalem. And Peter decided to go down with a few friends to celebrate with them. So here is Peter up in Jerusalem. He hears about what God has done through Paul and Barnabas in opening a door of the Gentiles. He hears the church is just ecstatic. And he says, I want in on that. How many of you want in on what God's doing, right? So Peter goes all the way down to Antioch and he's just he's enjoying that with them. So listen, the blessing of free salvation caused joyful praise among the Gentiles. But, you're always waiting for that other shoe to drop, right? It caused jealous protest amongst the Jews. The Gentiles were celebrating that God, God's new covenant, and that they were recipients of it. But the Jews were in Jealous protest. Let's read verse 1, chapter 15. Here's what it says. And certain men came down from Judea and taught the brethren, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. So here's a bunch of Gentiles celebrating that God saves them by grace and faith alone, right? They're celebrating. God has opened a door to the Gentiles. This message is blossoming. And all of a sudden, some guys from Jerusalem come down. And they say something different. See, salvation by grace and faith for Gentiles seemed unfair to the Jews. Everybody say the word unfair. See, the Jews had lived by the law of Moses for centuries. They had followed rituals and ceremonies and commandments and had circumcision. And for these Gentile heathens to get a bypass into God's favor is unacceptable. You guys get it? They're like, what? Here we are, we've been slaving and striving and, and really at it. And then, you know, God just decides to just give them like a free pass? That's what they're saying. It's unacceptable. So some of the Christian Jews from Jerusalem started a group. You know, not sitting bull, but they started a group of spreading bull, like I say. They insisted... You need to send, those, you need to send a, a whole pallet of Depends up there to Jerusalem because all the poop they're doing up there. All the poop they're spreading. So, so here's what happens. These guys from Jerusalem start insisting that before Gentiles could be saved, they had to conform to Judaism. They had to conform to the Jewish religion or rules and regulations. No, no, they just can't get a free pat. No, put the brakes on that. They need to go through the, to the strides. They need to go through the, you know, the stuff that we've gone through. 
There are still religious organizations that add to the requirement of salvation. There still are. They insist you need Jesus plus baptism. You need Jesus plus the sacraments. They say you need faith plus a particular fashion. You can't wear pants. You can't wear makeup. You can't have piercings. You can't do this. You can't do that. Some churches still believe that they preach. They preach that you need faith plus a particular diet. You can't eat this food and you can't eat that food and you can't eat those foods mixed. They say that you need Jesus plus a particular practice. You need to go to church on these days and not on that day. Alright? And if you don't do it their way, you're not saved. There are still churches and organizations that are like that doing exactly what was done then in this passage that we're reading. Well, Paul called that, those churches, those organizations, those guys, that message, Paul called that a different gospel. Said out loud of what? A different gospel. He called it false, dangerous, perverted, twisted. Everybody said, what? Twisted. That's what he called it, twisted. Here's the verse, Galatians chapter 1 and verse 6. He said, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Eventually, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the Gospel of Christ. He was talking about these very guys who were imposing their Jewish beliefs on the Gentile Christians. You can't be saved unless... You need Jesus, but you need to be circumcised. You need Jesus. He's the only way. But you also need to be this. You need to follow the law of Moses. You guys got it? So when these Jewish Christians, you know, Paul called it a different gospel, so when these Jewish Christians came down to Jerusalem and started imposing their views, the Gentiles need to be circumcised and follow the Jewish law in order to be saved. Well, Paul and Barnabas defended the gospel. They said, we live under a new covenant. Salvation is now by grace and faith alone. They told that group, you guys are like those Hebrews in the Old Testament who want to go back to Egypt. Remember them? Oh, let's, just, let's just go back to Egypt. No, it's a new thing. There's freedom now. And now, now there's freedom in Christ. Why do you want to go back to Egypt? As we cling to the simple Our time with you is coming to an end today on The Simple Truth, but we're so glad that you joined us for Pastor Dion's teaching in the book of Acts. There's much more to learn from the life of the early church, so we hope you'll tune in again. If you're listening in the Española area right now, we would like to extend an invitation to you. 
Come join us for our weekly services at Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. Come by at 9 or 11 a.m. to spend time with us in worship, Bible study, and fellowship. We also meet on Wednesday evenings for a Bible study at 7 and Saturday evenings at 6.30. You'll find directions and more information about Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel when you visit tmcalvary.com. If you can't make it in person, you can still join us virtually through Facebook Live. Just follow the link to our Facebook page at tmcalvary.com and tune in this Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. While you're at our website, you'll also be able to access our archive of previous teachings on various books of the Bible by Pastor Dion. Just click on Sermons at the top of the page to open our audio archive or visit our YouTube page to experience the service through video. Feel free to share these links with anyone in your life that you think might benefit from hearing the simple truth of God's Word. We're so glad that you joined us today on The Simple Truth. We encourage you to read ahead in the book of Acts and discover more about the disciples and how the early church got started. Then, join us next time for Pastor Dion's continuing verse-by-verse study right here on The Simple Truth. You're the one that we proclaim We'll be fools for you as you work in us May your power show in the deeds we sow Let us join our hands and together we stand Together we stand